Right. I mean, but this is like, you know, this is stuff that the IG could take care of. There's nothing there that there's no there there. So clearly, even though the right wing media is running on the story like it's this huge thing, Democrat indicted and how huge it is. In reality, this is nothing. This is equivalent to basically a parking ticket or less. And so it's been a waste of time, that whole investigation. And yet it's still stunning to me that there is a special counsel appointed investigating whether Trump should have been investigated, but there is no special counsel investigating Trump's crimes. I mean, that still is not happening. There is no one. There's no commission on Trump's crimes. There's no special counsel. There's an FBI investigation into Jan 6. We know that. But all the rest of it, it's sort of being forgotten. Mm -hmm. I had always been calling for a special counsel to be appointed to investigate the insurrection, which is connected to COVID, which is connected to the totally. big lie, which is connected yeah. to the over the, tr the attempts with Jeffrey Clark to overthrow, to weaponize the Department of Justice to overthrow the 2020 election results. That's all one crime. That's all yeah. one scheme. Yeah. That's all one giant RICO thing. Unfortunately, those cases to be prosecuted successfully take years. They wow. may be doing it and we don't know over at the Department of Justice. I don't know why a special counsel wasn't appointed to do that. I would have preferred a special counsel look into the insurrection as opposed to a select committee in Congress as well. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. And also the other crimes. I mean, the coronavirus crimes are also significant and they're, we don't even know what they are. We don't even have an idea yet of what the crimes were around that. And we, really 2016, even though Mueller came out of the report, even though we know that there were obstruction of justice charges, you know, charges potentially pending there, none of those are really being investigated. Like they've all just well, been that's what I don't get. That's what I don't get. And you don't need to investigate. Mueller's done all the investigations. Yeah, right, he handed exactly. it to you on a silver platter. He's like, we've got 10 instances. Here's four that meet all three things. And I do not understand why Merrick Garland isn't running with that unless he is also investigating the pardons and the bigger scheme of wrapping that up in the trying to steal the 2020 election because they are related. They I, don't, are. I, don't, I don't see that. But I don't see them no, doing any of this. I just don't get that vibe out of this kind of Merrick Garland. He, he, he I get the vibe of down. I'll do everything else but investigate uh, Russia or Trump Russia. He seems like a nice guy. He's obviously very smart. He means well. He came down from the ivory tower or whatever with his robe and his idealism and it's just like I feel like he's the kind of remember when George H.W. went to the grocery store during the campaign in 88 or whatever it was and he didn't know how the scanner worked on the like that's Merrick Garland like he's yeah. just he's so out of fucking touch with how shit is now well, I then just, he should be in touch with how to be a judge and when he rebuked yeah. Judge Amy Berman Jackson's decision about the 2019 March Bill Barr memo where he only allowed well he happily released the first half of it which was a bombshell and the media just sort of ignored, but wanted to appeal the second half. And the argument was crap. It was a terrible argument that if he were a judge presiding over, he would laugh out of court. So I don't understand how that went down again, unless he is somehow that is still an open and ongoing matter. But he didn't put that in the reasons why he was withholding the FOIA request, because that's called a 7B reason for redacting something that's come out of a FOIA request. Hmm. And he didn't do that. He argued that it was deliberative process privilege. That's why he was holding it back. So what that says to me is that he's not investigating. It's not an ongoing matter that he's investigating the parties, because that's within the second half of that Bill Barr memo is, is their consideration about the dangling of yeah. pardons because those were the other obstruction of justice charges we didn't see in the first but let's part. be honest none of these are going to get investigated
I really don't see it. I don't see them even like trying. I mean, maybe on Giuliani, they're trying. It's um, not possible for fruit to hang lower than that. For yeah, I mean, that's, you think you're this exactly guy right. hasn't been indicted yet. This fucking guy? How they hang lower than Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend's ball. <laughs> <laughs> well, well done. Well done. Um, I'm going to take a break and uh, we'll be back. But, you know, I want to keep talking about some of this and some of the other big stories that happened this week as soon as we return. But first, I got to tell everyone about... Why are 97% of the chickens served in the U.S. dipped in chlorine? The simple answer is because big food doesn't have the same quality standards as the family farm. That's why you need moinkbox.com. With Moink, you get the highest quality meat you've ever tasted while supporting real family farms. Moink delivers grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, and wild-caught Alaska salmon directly to your door, helping family farmers become financially independent outside of big agriculture. Their animals are raised outdoors, their fish swim wild in the ocean, and moink meat is free of antibiotics, hormones, sugar, and all the other junk you find prepackaged in the meat aisle. I love moink, and I know you will too. Moink meat is so delicious. If you want to get the absolute best quality while supporting the little guy, I recommend you get moink right now. Join the moink movement today. Go to moinkbox.com slash narrative. That's moinkbox.com com forward slash narrative the way we spell narrative n-a-r-a-t-i-v and listeners to this show and viewers get free bacon for a whole year that's one year of the best bacon you'll ever taste but for a limited time only spelled moink m-o-i-n-k box.com slash narrative that's moinkbox.com slash narrative okay now back to you guys I, you, you always avoid the moink thing um, greg you do a really good job of that or escape moink. the moink thing Moink. It's it's moo and oink together. Moink. Moink. It's very smart. Isn't it? uh, <laughs> you did I'm it. I'm just going to do the... that throughout the second half of the show. Will you? That'll be great. I'd appreciate yes. it. I know. Um, every, every, like manamana. Moink. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't put that in my head. No. You know what? You know what's always amazing though, Greg. Your show today, as always, brilliant. The Prevail podcast that comes out every Friday. Really, really impressive stuff. Really good. And remind me again who was on Zarina. Zabrinsky, mm -hmm. but also the ads today or the musical interlude you provided everyone was fantastic. Do you mind Thank if I play you. a little bit of it? Oh God, it's such, I, I want to apologize. I usually do a better take, but my house is very loud. And if you listen well, closely, you can hear my kid having a conversation on the phone in the room. Okay, well, oh, I didn't have my voice listen for that. I sing better than this. Really. All right, all right. But you sing very nicely here. Let's take a listen. No. Leo, the creep, the fed sock creep. Ray, he covers up the crimes. Me, I tell you about Kavanaugh. Fa, fa, follow the money. Sco, the SCOTUS is corrupt. Law, there is no rule of law. T, we teach her on the brink. And democracy might die, die, die. Leo, the creep, the feds are creep. Way he covers up the Everybody crimes. Knows, yeah. Me, I tell you about Kavanaugh. It. It's really good. It's really good. Does this loop? Does, can I just leave it looping? No, please don't. <laughs> okay, I feel we'll like stop. I'm on Randy Rainbow's corner a little bit, and I'm not worthy. So you were so good. That was really good. Actually, that was really funny, and I laughed out loud when I first heard it. People should check out the podcast on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, wherever you get yours. The podcast is called Prevail, P-R-E-V-A-I-L, and it's also on your website, which is at uh, gregoliar.com. You got it. Thanks. Sir. No problem.
So what should we talk about next? I've got so much to talk about. Vaccinations? We can talk about vaccinations? or Before we move on, yeah. I, I don't want to keep bringing it back to Ray, but I got distracted when my, when my thing went out. It's Just, a shame about quick. Ray. We've got down on Vaccination Street, if you want. We yeah. could do... I definitely want to talk I, about vaccinations. No, no, I want to talk about vaccinations. Too. Finish up Ray in the meantime. Just Somebody said this in the chat. Look, all the Trump appointees should be let go. It's really that simple. Anybody that high up that was appointed by Trump has to be let go. The bar right. is so fucking exactly. low, okay? Chris Ray is not like Louis DeJoy, okay? He's not overtly corrupt. And that's the bar. The bar is so low. The fact that he said, oh no, I don't think it's a witch hunt. I think that there's something to the Russia thing. Like, that's the low bar that we're like, oh, he must be okay. Not, maybe he's not. Maybe he's just like as good as a guy as Trump could possibly put in there who wouldn't indict him, you know? Mm -hmm. Trump would not put somebody as the director of the FBI unless he thought that that director would not go after him. That's what I think. I have no basis of knowing that other than knowing that Trump is a career criminal and has worked with the FBI before. We have a huge and, uh, basis for thinking that. I mean, that's what he did with Comey with his yeah. word yeah. and yeah. action. Yeah. Exactly. That's so, what he seeks from know, his FBI that directors. reason alone, it's like, look, I don't care what you did. Maybe you did a good job. Maybe he played Trump to try to get in the door. Whatever. Great. Good for you. Here's your gold watch. Get the fuck out. Can we hire a woman, please? This is the other thing. Somebody tweeted this, and I can't remember who it was, that if Obama had picked Lisa Monaco to run the FBI instead of Comey back in the day, there would be a whole alternate reality to the universe where, because she was there and not Comey, Trump would not have won the election, and... 650,000 Americans would still be alive. There's such a normalization I mean, a of, of the Trump-Russia thing. I mean, but America sort of has accepted, has folded in, has now made it part of our discourse, has made it part of our political landscape that Russia somehow has a role in our politics. And it's now baked in to everything. Because since they did that with Trump, everything has been different. Everything about our political landscape changed the minute Russia helped Trump get elected. We now have a Republican Party that is basically unrecognizable. We have an extreme far right wing, which we never had before. We had complete loss of decorum and following the rules of law or order or anything in our society in terms of politics. I think people are letting Trump and the Russia get off too easily. Ultimately, society is saying oh, we want to move on, or even if it's Mary Garland or whomever trying to say that we want to move on, we can't move on because it's still here. It's still present. It's not helping us to try and turn a blind eye. This is not one of those things we can sweep under the carpet any more than we could have swept the Saudis under the carpet from 9-11 and we found out the hard way. That was a mistake too. So we shouldn't be doing it. And yet somehow we seem to be continually you just keep wanting to move on beyond these things and it's impossible. It's been that way since like 1776 though, I it has been that way. I know, but it, I mean, are we okay with in it? Our, we... It's in our DNA and we, we need to go back. And, you know, for whatever reason in this country, we are afraid to go back and admit faults and atone right. for oh, our yeah. mistakes. I've been reading right. uh, The Reckoning and Mary Trump starts with talking about the failures of Reconstruction and how we backslid into white supremacy oh. after that. Nixon and, and Ford and uh, the pardoning of Lee and Jefferson Davis and, and then giving him an award like the JFK something Lifetime Achievement Award. Award. It's just absolutely astounding. And we can't, if we do it again, we, Obama did it when he refused yeah, he to did. go after uh, Bush. And he, he also, did it twice, uh, by the way, he also yeah. didn't go after Trump because he could have named a special prosecutor the day after the election and he did not. It's true. I mean, we, it's our tendency to forgive, but you know, we've let them into our system now. They're here. They're powerful. They're doing things all the time. And that's one of the reasons Heidi Kud is joining us today. Hi, Heidi. Nice to see you Hello. again. I've seen you in two days. Let me, let me get in the box. Yeah, you're in, we're in slim little boxes today. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah. 
Heidi, you know, you and I have been doing a lot of work in the last few weeks about the, the Russian involvement in January the 6th, which surprised me. I'm not that much surprised me, but at least it surprised me to actually finally find the names of the operatives that were on the ground on January the 6th. People like Charles Bowsman, who we reported on in our premiere episode. And there's more news now on Charles Bowsman coming out every day. In fact, this is turning out to be quite an interesting story because Charles Bowsman obviously did not operate on his own as a Russian agent right. when he was helping right-wing groups get together for January the 6th. He had associates. He had many of them, apparently. We'll be uncovering them as we move along the story. But something happened with the, the anonymous hack of Epic, hack. of Epic, which was a right-wing server farm that most of these right-wing organizations had their websites registered at and, and were using that to avoid the corporations from stopping them to use their servers. They went to Epic. So tell us a little bit about the anonymous hack and then how does Bowsman fit into it? Because that's really interesting. What's amazing is that I would have been shocked if Bowsman didn't use Epic as his uh, service right. provider. It's really incredible. Everything you guys were just talking about, essentially the feral children of anonymous have grown up to become middle-aged men and many of them are trying to do good. So the things that we are frustrated about, the inaction we're seeing in the way that the right-wing shenanigans have been able to kind of explode up from the underground is because they were able to anonymize all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So Anonymous said they were going to go in and mess with Texas. They did. They hacked the TexasGOP.org site, which guess who the server was? It's Epic. Right. Epic is run by a CEO named Rob Monster. Apparently, he was <laughs> not. His real, he, not his real name. He, Tell me apparently, he was. He Tell was me it's a, not his real name. <laughs> Is it his real name? Only like, David he, Pecker he, he, is better named. <laughs> oh, man. You know, just before I continue, I want to say I've been investigating so long that I knew when Greg opened about the tragedy of his family, it was going to get to balls. <laughs> balls <laughs> I just, permeate. I, I, balls everywhere. Aware of it. I, I, there's a theme. There's like Pecker balls. So Monster, he's Dutch Matthew American, Richter. I believe. Uh, we could do this yeah. all day. Uh, so... <laughs> Yeah, you can't make up. He himself called himself the Lex Luthor of the internet, so maybe jokingly, but the bottom line is you can't really make these characters up. It's like Roger Stone, could you can't. really make that guy up? No. Can't make him up, no. What Anonymous did, like I said, they're growing up. I just want to make sure I'm not a mathematician, so I want to get the numbers right. They dumped 180 gigabytes of data that basically went back a decade. And according to my friends who are mathematicians, that's about 189 million pages. So if Bowsman, our guy who was putting out pro-Kremlin propaganda just in time for the midterms in Pennsylvania, wasn't using Epic as a provider, that would have been weird. Just to give you guys an idea, at one time or another, Epic was providing services for Gab, Parler, Infowars, Daily Stormer for a little while. It's some Facebook's the, top 10 sites right there. <laughs> some, some of the are they, are they out of Florida? Well, I don't know. I don't remember. I'd be willing I, to bet my cousin's friend's balls that they're located in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I do know that the CEO did hold a prayer meeting last night that lasted about four hours, and journalists and anonymous members actually had interaction with him. And one of the reporter who broke the story had been doxxed, and that was Stephen Monticelli out of Dallas. And he contested that with Monster for about a half an hour, and no amount of conjuring up Jesus or Christ got him out of the fact that the person who doxed him apparently is a felon who whose site Monster agreed to take down. 
So there was a real victory that occurred in all of this yesterday. But boy, and that's I think a, it's a sidebar. <laughs> Thank you. I believe that basically Anonymous is smashing the online fascist yeah. community as my friends, Josh and Sean, who was on the show the other day, they're really helping root out some of the weeds and a lot of people are being outed. And I'm going to guess there's going to be a lot of neo-Nazis or undercover neo-Nazis in the breadline in coming well, weeks because... It's, it's really important because the neo-Nazi thing is, of course, brings us back to Bausman. Bausman's other claim to fame, other than launching the websites Russia Insider, Russian Faith, he also uh, had this nationaljustice.com. Nationaljustice.com is the website of the basically the neo-Nazi party of America, which Russia apparently now, oh. because they are Russian assets, or he's a Russian agent, was obviously involved in pushing. There is now a National Justice Party, which was also launched at Bausman's farm in Pennsylvania. Now, why the Russians are doing it, you can use your imagination. They just want to create polarization and division in America. But now, interesting that we have him on the epic surface because that does mean that he's knowingly at least hanging out with all the right-wing crowd and and the russians are there too because he's a russian agent by all accounts it's it's true is that the russians and the uh, right wing which is not news to any of us here but at least there's some mm-hmm. proof in this that they're at least operating on the same servers and the farm that uh, bowsman had and the barn that he has in pennsylvania it turns out is actually re- a real meeting place for a lot of the right-wing activity a lot of the oath keepers the uh, sean moon's Moonies, the National Justice Party, but all these other militia groups all met there along the way onto January the 6th. This story is just beginning to happen. Yeah. And so one I thing that. I want to say to Allison is sure. I just remembered where Monster is. He's up in the Washington area in a really beautiful area. And there's other tech companies up in the Washington area. <laughs> mm, yeah. Okay. That makes that also tracks too. But Bowsman's farm, like, wow. It's going to be really I, interesting. I, I have raspberry beret in my head, and we're going to go down to old man time. <laughs> yeah, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. I mean, that, that looked to me like he has no need to have a barn, by the way, especially a barn like that, like secluded. It's like a giant forest on the one side. You could hide an army in there. There's had four maybe neighbors. Owns, maybe he owns the place in Montana where they took all the Arizona ballots. <laughs> I mean, it could be, it could be. This is going to be interesting because as we keep peeling back this story, it's clear that he's not alone. He's not working alone, that there's a lot of Russian activity around January the 6th. And there's a lot of Russian activity in general around the right wing stop the steal movements, the anti-vax movements, the you name it movements. There are Russian operatives on the ground across America inciting all of this stuff. And we had a guy on the show earlier this week as well, Heidi, with a guy named Todd Callender. Who's oh, this Bahamian lawyer who starts all these anti-vax rumors at legitimate sounding organizations or, or conferences, yeah. but they're not. And he pushes these incredibly damaging anti-vax rumors like ivermectin ones and all those others. Right. And he's also affiliated to, guess what, a Russian company, a major Russian corporation that's registered in Russia. So, I mean, it's not surprising, of course, not to us, but because all roads lead to Russia, except America yeah. doesn't seem to care or the Justice Department doesn't want to prosecute or something. I don't know. We're this just is not, probably not, where we get into, this is probably where we get into counterintelligence investigation mm-hmm. area, and those are the investigations we won't ever hear about. Right. Ever. Right. Yeah. right. Either that or it's another memorandum of understanding where we, <laughs> yeah. we're not allowed yeah, to investigate Russia because there's somebody wrote a memo in 1958. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's uh, probably quite likely that's probably quite likely that there's some sort of secret uh, understanding there i wanted to talk a little bit about uh, vaccinations but you also wanted to talk about yeah. allison about one other topic and i can't remember what it was before we wasn't there something no else? i think 
and I do have another appearance in about five minutes. Okay, but we're, we're going to wrap uh, up soon. I think we covered pretty much everything in the okay. absolutely ridiculous Durham Durham indictment, quote unquote. I did want to add though that even if they can't get this case dismissed, do they really think they're going to get conviction in the no. District of Columbia? No, for no. a Perkins Coie lawyer. This is Durham just saying, "Hey, look, I did some work." Yeah, um, half of the jury is going to work for Perkins Coie. I mean, that's really true. It's true. <laughs> and it's flimsy. We always hear that, you know, oh, the feds win more than 90% of the cases they bring. Well, this is the reason they have any kind of a loss record. This will not, they won't get a conviction on this. And if they do, it'll be pretty much easily overturned. Just like the one against, uh, what was his name? Gregory Craig. Oh yeah, I remember oh, that. Yeah, Greg, Greg. That lasted about a minute. Was overturned after Boy. conviction. But you know, we were like, hey, everyone, a Democrat got indicted in the Mueller investigation. It's both sides. But then they overturned his. They overturned his it's going to be very similar to that. You're right. Allison, where can people find you and your podcast if they want to check out Daily Beans and also Mueller She Wrote? Well, they can find all of us on mswmedia.com. And can. then you can follow me on Twitter at Allison Gill or at Mueller She Wrote or at Daily Beans Pod. All right. Greg, did you have something else you wanted to talk about? I can't remember. Well, I just want to say, you know, there's one, the only thing we haven't discussed with Durham is that facial hair. Cause I don't know. It's, it's when you've got that much facial hair, that's what he's been obviously spending all his time doing. I mean, that's you know? it's his facial. I don't know, just, let's, let's take, let's take a look here. I don't know if we have, uh, this, this is, uh, yeah, it's pretty good facial hair. That's, wow. That's in civil war. General hair. Shit right yeah. yeah. It's, what, it's what happens when John Bolton doesn't shave. <laughs> yeah. It's like John Bolton's weird doppelganger guy who didn't go to the swinger clubs. Right. Okay. That's the thing. <laughs> do you, uh, did you ever wear a, a beard? I did briefly, but I can't do that. I, my mustache comes in nice, but the rest of it is too splotchy. Yeah, okay. All right, so we should probably wrap up. Anything else for anybody? Anyone else want to say anything? Okay, so Narrative returns on Tuesday. We have another big show. We'll tell you about that along the way. And then we'll be back next Friday with LB. We'll be back. And thanks very much for joining us tonight on Narrative. It's been an interesting show. Thanks, Allison. Thanks, Heidi. And thank you, Greg. We'll thank see you, you all Seth. again next week. Thanks, Seth. Have a good night. <laughs>